2: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is a Monday morning, a Monday edition of the podcast. We are recording on Monday morning uh, outside of usually recording the day before Sunday because we have, uh, well, at least one guest today that I will, uh, you guys know is coming on and perhaps later in the program, we might be joined by somebody else. It's going to be a game time decision. But today, guys, today is all about the Rio Hondo prep football opener this Friday a lot of high schools open here in Southern California this past Friday week zero but Rio Hondo Prep will in fact be opening their season this Friday against the last team they played the Pasadena poly Panthers so uh, longtime rivals last time they met was back on April 1st in um, in the Rose Bowl in an empty Rose Bowl with no fans a, a thrilling eight to seven victory for the cares. Uh, yes eight to seven that was not a baseball score like the baseball jersey i got wearing here it still fits kind of kind of a little bit you know i had it big back in the day so uh uh anyway uh old school jersey here for those not watching on youtube uh in honor of real hondo prep my great alma mater with a big game upcoming this friday against pasadena poly now there is a full schedule Uh, uh, set ahead for the cares here for all the high school teams here in Southern California, which did not get to play a full season last year. So we're very excited about the season upcoming. And so today we're pretty much dedicated to talking about the upcoming season, previewing uh, uh, what to look for from head coach, Mark Carson, who's been on the program many times before the goal here with Mark. And I'll talk to him about it here shortly is that, we want to do a show weekly with him during the football season, 10, 11 weeks, whatever it is, maybe, hopefully longer, right, with a playoff run or two. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to be joined by Mark on Mondays. And what my vision for this is that listeners out there, uh, for those who you know f- follow the program, if you don't get a chance to, to watch the game on Friday night, go to the game or see it on Facebook Live or whatever it is, uh, you can at least hear about it here. And even if you do watch the game, uh, we're going to recap it here. Uh, this is an opportunity for fans. If anytime, you know, you've wanted to ask a head coach, some questions like Nick Saban or whoever you want to send in questions to Mark Carson. Uh, I think he's, he's up for it. Uh, hey, why did you guys punt on fourth and two at midfield in the third quarter? Whatever. Uh, I'm going to ask Mark these questions. So I think it would be cool. And very fan interactive here, uh, for the season, something we're going to try. Didn't get to do it last year. Cause it was no season. Really. I tried to do some recaps, of the games and such, but that is my vision here for this football season. Mondays are a little slow as you guys are aware, with just kind of me rambling about sports or, or boxing or something. And I still want to do a little bit of that. Uh, When the NFL and the college season starts, I do want to talk a little bit about college and and professional football, Uh, but it won't be as long as maybe last year. I'll just have a few bullet points uh, probably after all the real Hondo prep stuff is done in the beginning of the show. So I'll talk with Mark about the previous Friday's game. Uh, we'll recap it, uh, what went wrong, what went right. And then after that, we will then look forward to the upcoming opponent for the following Friday. And so that is kind of the plan, the vision. If you guys have ideas, obviously send them my way. But that—that that is uh, what I envision here in the, the upcoming episodes for the for the football season, for the high school football season anyway. Mark has been uh, gracious enough to say he'll join me most Mondays. I'm sure if he's, if he's available. So that's the plan for now, the real Hondo radio network, if you will, uh, all kidding, all kidding aside, we're going to uh, break down the football season. And it's not that I don't care about the other sports at Rio, you know, uh, baseball or, or girls volleyball or those things. But, you know, I think we can all agree that real Hondo football is, is definitely the, the backbone of, of the program of the school. They do a lot of great things, but football, something I've always done. Well, great tradition, uh, many CIF championships and, uh, just consistency a consistent program so uh that's the plan for today before i get to the interview with mark uh, i just want to say something about uh, this weekend what i saw first of all i'm very excited you see the preseason football i'm not one to watch it uh, the nfl preseason stuff but it is nice to know that man the season's right around the corner uh college will be opening up on on labor day you know usc has uh, a tough tough contest against who is it i think it's San Jose State, I think, is who they open up with, but USC better better come ready to play because uh, they did not look sharp last season. Yeah, San Jose State, September fourth. Uh, those Spartans, man, they had a good good year last year, I believe, and uh, they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. So the USC better be ready to play. Um, NFL opens up again with uh, the, uh, Tom Brady against Dak Prescott, the defending Super Bowl champs, against uh, the five time Super Bowl champs. And the Dallas Cowboys, Bucks versus, Bucks versus uh, Cowboys on, uh, I believe that is uh, the 8th. I, don't know. I could be wrong. September. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Today we're talking real Honda football. But first uh, I did see some boxing over the weekend. I don't know if you guys uh, did or not, but Manny Pacquiao. All I want to say about him is what a class act. What a great career he's had. 42 years young. Uh, did not look like he's missed a beat uh, at all. Uh, fought up, uh, fought you guys uh, there. The the Cuban who had, you know, taken the fight on just eleven days notice because uh, Errol Spence uh, had had an eye injury. Uh, so congrats to you guys. But what I want to say about Manny Pacquiao it's just a class act. I didn't think. Uh, it, first of all, it was a really good fight for those that didn't see it. Really good, really even, and uh, man, it was back and forth really. And then I think in the later rounds, probably uh, nine through 12 really is when Ugas took control of the fight, eventually won it uh unanimous decision, pretty much eight to four, seven to five on one card, eight to four on the two others. So I thought it was a pretty well judged. And as far as Manny goes, it wasn't that he was too old and he wore down. I thought towards the end, it was just Ugas is a little bit better than him. And so it was cool hearing Manny Pacquiao talk after the fight about uh, you know, he's just so gracious in defeat and and such a, a leader to the the Filipino people. Um, you know, they're asking him if he's going to be run for president someday in the Philippines. And, you know, he's a politician as well as being a fighter. So uh, one of the greatest we've ever seen in, in boxing, uh, regardless of, um, you know, accolades and everything else, just a class act, a dude that I think a lot of people can learn from how to carry yourselves the right way, how to compete, how to be intense and fierce, Um but anyway, I, I was pulling for him uh, on Saturday night, but U- Ugas uh, definitely uh, was the better fighter that night. And uh, anyway, I, I hope, uh, you know, 42 years old. I I don't know if it's going to be the end of Manny or not. I can't imagine it would not be, but you know, who, who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll see, but he's got bigger and better things to do, helping out his country and everything, but he's uh, contributed greatly to boxing. So I just wanted to say that briefly. You guys know I'm a big fight fan. And uh, anyway, uh, let's now get into the interview with Mark Carson. I'm going to buzz him in here, uh, and uh, we will get things going here. Let's break down the 2021 upcoming high school football season for Real Hondo Prep. Look at their schedule. Talk about their team, and also, uh, you know, talk discuss some uh, some big news that actually uh, occurred in the program uh, last week. So. Let me uh, cut this off here, and uh, we'll come right back with Mr. Mark Carson, the head football coach of Rio Hondo Prep. Okay, I'm joined by head football coach Mark Carson, Rio Hondo Prep, once again, making an appearance here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Mark Carson, good morning. Welcome back to the show. Morning,
0: Matt. Great to be back on. Like your uh, new setup here, and uh, especially the RHP jersey. What is that like? Circa 2000 three baseball or what is
2: that oh three baseball this might have been uh 2001 you know when i was wearing this mark of when we were we were playing uh, campbell hall and on those jv games and you always had a burger for the the uh, campbell hall baseball coach who loved our our big leaguers and stuff remember those yeah
0: had, yeah he was a good guy he was a good guy yeah then, yeah we had a little little uh JV rivalry with those guys. That
2: was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's uh, way back when. If it still fits, so I, uh, kind of, so I'm, that's <laughs> I'm happy about that's that. Impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. That's <laughs> impressive. Anyway, uh, Mark, we're going to try something new this year. Last year wasn't much of a season. Three games, uh, you know, I talked to you throughout the fall and then even in the spring a little bit. We, we eventually did have, did have a season. But the plan for this year is to have you on Monday mornings, talk briefly about what happened on friday night and then also preview the upcoming uh game uh for the following friday night so are you up for this task for this challenge to have to answer to the media on a weekly basis <laughs> yeah a little little
0: media scrum to start the week uh, yeah i like it it'll uh yeah make sure i um study up and, and know what i'm talking
2: about
0: going into the week so
2: yeah. Hey, study, uh, study your cliches, have those all already. Right. <laughs> We're just trying to get better one day at a time, all that stuff. Right. 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 Uh, uh, but no, I'll try to uh, keep this. Yes. Uh, it's just for fun. Right. Of course. And I told the audience, basically this is an opportunity for them, for, for RHP football to be talked about throughout the season, whether you're at yeah, the game, player. you know, yeah. whether you're at the game or not, you attended or you saw it on Facebook. Uh, and this is also a place I'm going to encourage listeners and fans out there. If you have questions or uh challenges for coach Carson be sure to email me I can read those to uh, him on the program here why'd you go for it on fourth down in the first quarter anything you guys want hey great call in the third quarter uh can be complimentary as well but I want some interaction here Mark what do you think that's
0: cool um yeah glad we have a form now that we could do this that's good I think it's good
2: <laughs> outstanding <laughs> for now we'll see <laughs> for now for now yes right yeah. uh, i've had many ideas that are, are are not so good and some that are good so we'll see what happens here but mark uh, big news for the program you guys uh, start your season uh like normal in august here august 27th this friday you open against pasadena poly the last team you played back in the rose bowl in april um how excited are the kids to be starting football on time this year
0: yeah, kids are amped. They're uh, obviously for them. It's been a year and a half long ordeal of on again, off again. You can play, you can't, um, and all that is behind us. And um, we're playing, um, and we're gonna play our our longtime rival in Poly. Um, it's not a league game or for a league championship, like I think it has been. Uh, I think we play for the league championship, like. 19 in the last 20 years or something this game has meant league championship and so um there's no playoff spot on the line or anything like that like there usually is but um it's still a great rivalry and a great game and it's something that both schools wanted to make sure uh we made happen this year and it happened to be in week one where we could plug it so
2: i think it's a great time of the year to have it if you can't play in league time i what a great way to open the season with the rivals some some colleges do that you know uh Trying to think who used to open the season that way. Uh, uh, you, you'd see these, get, these in, in-state matchups, right? Yeah, or you'll get
0: yeah, or you'll get the big, you know, um, preseason games with maybe two Power Five teams who are really good, and the, yeah, kind of hype it up, and yeah, you'll do. I know, yeah. So it's kind of like I got that kind of feel. Oh, yeah.
2: definitely. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it's a great idea. Now you guys last played in the Rose bowl. So uh, where can fans find the game this year? Is it this, is the Coliseum or is it in SoFi? Where's the game going to be Friday night?
0: <laughs> We're playing at care park. Care park oh. Not quite the capacity, not quite the capacity of uh, SoFi or yeah, the Rose bowl, but uh, hopefully we'll have more fans than we did at the
2: Rose bowl. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The Rose bowl was, was just awesome, man. A great experience. Yeah. I did. I don't think you envisioned an eight to seven victory, but uh, a victory. nonetheless right and we'll always take it yeah (laughs) absolutely well uh the relationship you have with coach smoke tell me about it a little bit or or kind of reiterate about it because i think both he and you understand their tradition of this rivalry it's a uh it's a respectful rivalry we'll call it that but you guys appreciate the history of it and want to keep this thing going even though you guys aren't in the same league anymore
0: right that was a priority when when we knew we couldn't keep the prep league together was that uh both he and I and both schools said we got to keep this rivalry going, um, great rivalry, It's, and we say, and it's definitely respectful. Um, but that doesn't mean it's any less intense than a normal rivalry. And so, um, both, both schools want to win that game. And, and, um, you know, your season can go one way or the other, um, good or bad, but if you won that poly game, it, 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 it it's, it's something you can hang your hat off for the year. So that's really cool. And uh, I think they feel the same way. Um, and I think it brings out the best, you know, as far as preparation and the intensity of the game and, and the crowds and all that. So it, it's a fun game to have and fun game to start the week. And like I said, we wanted to make sure we kept this game on our schedule.
2: Definitely care. Park will be rocking Friday night. I hope. And uh, yeah, back to, back to football in the, in the fall, right. As, as it should be, right. and, uh, if you could uh, briefly tell us about the direction you, you and Paulie each went the league, kind of you guys, uh, decided to join and the league they went why this rivalry is no longer a, a league uh, a league game
0: yeah so um it was kind of scramble mode when when we got to the uh point of you know our league couldn't it was us and Polly um but the traditional prep league with flint ridge prep chadwick Webb. you know went defunct about 10 10 something years ago and then us and Polly have always been members and then we've added on schools and probably um i don't know six to ten different schools have rotated in as part of the prep league just to keep the league alive and um, that finally fell through when i think those other schools start, got tired of kind of losing to both of us and um and um they went elsewhere and so we were kind of left hanging you can't have a two two school league you gotta have at least four teams and so um, we were kind of scrambling and uh, we went to um tried to go together somewhere but no one wanted both of us and so uh, we were kind of both left to kind of fend for ourselves for football we're still in the same league in all the other sports um but for football we're left to fend for ourselves and so uh we got on with the gold coast league which includes campbell hall viewpoint Brettwood, also Sierra canyon and paraclete i'll get to that in a second and then um paulie got on with the real hondo league which is um local uh Kind of second tier public schools, as far as power rankings go, um, except for Monrovia. But um, Temple City, Cunada, uh,
2: who else is in that league? San Marino. Just um, say Arcadia or no? No, Arcadia is not. They're not. They're, um, oh, they're so they're, something else. That's right.
0: Yeah, they're there. They're the Pacific League still. Pacific, that's with, right. Mirror yeah. and Crescent Valley, and so um, that league. You know, I think Monrovia is going to be going to be a challenge. For Polly, or as they would for us. I think, other than that, they, I think they will do very well against those teams. Um, our league, we think, is solid. Um, having played these schools, we played these schools off and on throughout the years. And so we kind of know what their programs are like. Um, Paraclete and Sierra Canyon are, I think, divisions one and two, respectively. And so, kind of, the league um, has set up with the smaller schools, not playing those schools in football. And so those schools take the first two playoff bursts. Um, in a 16 league, you get three spots, and so that means the four of us are battling out for that that uh final spot. And so um it'll be it'll be uh, um for all the marbles those last um, four weeks of the season, as far as you know, because only one of us will qualify for playoffs.
2: So four teams: Campbell Hall, Brentwood, Viewpoint, and yourselves are the th- right. four teams that are going to be competing for one playoff spot. So. uh basically if you go three and oh uh you're you're in um but unfortunately one loss could knock you out altogether
0: yep yep and then you have to go to the playoff thing and draw straws or i don't even know how we do it but wow um in this league but yeah you don't want to leave it to that so hopefully we don't leave it to that
2: (laughs) well i like that there's some old um Old, old, uh, foes going up against each other, right? Uh, Brentwood, uh, Rio used to play back in eight man quite yep. a bit. Uh, Campbell yep. Hall, of course, Rio won its first CIF championship at 11 man against Campbell Hall, my brother's team right. in 05. Uh, right. so there's some, there's some history here. I kind of yeah, like There's a little tradition in history. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. And you, you throw Paulie in the mix at the beginning of the year. Uh, that's really cool. So, uh, let's look at the schedule, Mark. I got it in front of mm-hmm. me here. I got to tell you this uh you know the uh the bus won't have to use too much gas this year you only fill it up probably once i think uh one one long trip down to temecula and then other than that you go to brentwood and it looks like you go to bosco tech which is just up the road Um, uh way in rosemead yeah 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 so let's let's go week one we know uh this friday against pasadena poly at home against care park week two is interesting you go to linfield christian Again, right. a team with history, with a real right. uh, beat Rio in a CAF final at Covina District Field, a muddy, muddy game um, right. not too long ago. And they are coached by Deshaun Burns, who's been on this podcast, former exactly. college coach of Landon Goodwill. So right. is, were, were you and him talking to kind of get that game together?
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. We, uh, CIF has a website where you put Games Wanted, and I saw them on there, so I called Coach Burns. And we talked it out and said, yeah, let's do it. And so, yeah, we set that up. So it, it, it's it's a fun, it, it'll be a fun game for that um, Labor Day weekend. You know, people That's, could uh, you know, go down, go to the game and uh, you're halfway to San Diego or, uh,
1: yeah. you know, whatever you want to do down there,
0: you can stay down. And so I think it'll be a fun game for us. But yeah, not a lot of travel. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if that was luck or just, you know, something that we kind of did, did, I mean, we did it intentionally, obviously, but um, we got six home games. That's how the schedule worked out, and it is nice because we think we have a good team to kind of showcase. and so um, our home fans won't have to travel a lot. Um, but long travel games in general, you know with 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 budgets as they are, you want to try to limit it as much as you can oh, yeah. that you know it's expensive to to travel and um, we make money at home games. and so um, we'd rather have have home games and uh, it'll obviously flip a little bit next year, but I think if we do it right and get enough um one year contracts, then we can always have you know at least five home games, um, if not you know six or whatever. So yeah,
2: no, uh, f- yeah. five and four or four and five, like that's pretty yeah. fair. If you guys play the yeah. nine game season versus the ten, but yeah. uh six, yeah, six home, them. Yeah, double home games then you do away games. I don't know how you right. work that, but good for you. Yeah. Um <laughs> One of the longtime uh, rivals you guys have played almost every year is uh, Boron. They are coming to Rio Hondo uh, this year in week three for you guys. So uh, kind of a, a, a rivalry that's been going a long time, right? Yeah, I've had some great games with Boron. And um,
0: they're uh, always hard, you know, hard-nosed kids, uh, kind of, you know, coming with the chip on their shoulder out, out from the high desert. And so always was a fun game to play, good test. and. Um, healthy respect for them and their program and and what they do. So it's always been a fun game and um, they never backed down from playing us. um, And and they've had opportunities to do so, uh, you know, joining the central section and all that, but they said, they still wanted to play. And so, uh, we kind of honor that and, and say, it, so we'll, we'll keep playing them and going out there every other year. So, Oh,
2: it's fun. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a pain getting up there. I know, but it, yeah. there's something to do road trips are good. They're good for yeah. kids and teams to experience because when, you know, when you get in the playoffs, you never know where you might end up. So it's a good yeah, rehearsal.
0: Exactly. Good rehearsal for when you might. Yeah. You might, you know, no, 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 where you are going to go in the playoffs? And, um, the guys like it, you know, especially getting out of school early oh, yeah. stop to eat halfway up and yeah, you know. The guys aren't complaining. I'm not sure how much the fans and parents like it, but uh, <laughs> I, even the parents, I think they kind of get a kick out of it. You know, I am going to leave work early. And, and oh, yeah. to the
2: oh uh, absolutely. Uh, outstate, well, you make up for that. Obviously, that game's home, so you don't have to travel. They do. But then week four, uh, Temple City is on the schedule. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you guys have played them before.
0: Never played them, and that was a, a replacement game for Morningside High School, who um, we had set up a home game. And had confirmed and then about i don't know when was that july early july uh get a text from their ad saying um we're not playing that game and i said what we just confirmed it and and um, we confirmed it twice actually and he says i'm just the messenger i got the message from my principal that we're not playing raw on the prep and that was it and so uh, i was like okay thanks and so um mid-july we were able to um scramble a little bit and find that game temple city uh had an opening and obviously local and home or away that's not a travel game we uh, actually from campus it might be closer you know a closer closer drive for a lot of our fans to get to temple city than even Karen park so um yeah but we're planning that at home so that'll be interesting um have no idea how they're gonna be we'll see and uh, you know you can't really tell that stuff till. You like to do the max preps, compare, score comparison, but that really doesn't work till about a month into the season. No, no, he's not.
2: So we'll see. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you guys have not been, uh, you guys have that Fresno state Boise state kind of attitude. You'll kind of play anybody uh, anywhere. And, you know, you guys have not been afraid the past, I don't know, five, even 10 years to play local public schools. So I'm glad to see this one on the schedule, uh at temple city. You guys, have, of course, beat Arcadia years back. Uh, have competed with La Cunata and and schools of that nature. Uh, I'm trying to remember them all, but um, Royal
0: 2019, we played a Royal at home. A Royal,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if you guys. I mean, that was more of a scrimmage the way you guys treated a Royal. Those poor knights, they uh, they couldn't even get the ball past midfield. Mark, I'm, I <laughs> mean, you took it to a Royal that night, so that was, uh, a, that was a good night. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. I I did notice there wasn't a there wasn't a second game scheduled with them. I don't know if why that was. Yeah,
0: yeah, I was kind of. Uh, they were good with that
2: so
0: we'll see we'll see maybe down the road we'll see what happens we'll see yeah
2: no i I like the local schools playing obviously it's good for exposure to the program and to you know i used to have to explain to hey real hondo prep yeah it's a small school in our kid. now a lot of people know when i say Mm real hondo prep they know who the program is especially during football season okay late september week five i believe you have a bye so kind of nice right in the almost the middle there And then uh, you have a matinee with uh, Bosco Tech at their place in Rosemead.
0: Yep. Um, So, yeah, our um, bye week is our science camp week. The kids travel um, out. And so um, I think maybe in your day, Matt, we actually tried to play a game when we got back on those Fridays or something like that. And it was always rough. And so um, uh, especially with, you know, we don't have a a huge roster this year. And um, one of the reasons we're, we're not playing a game that week and only playing nine and not 10 it is just trying to keep our guys healthy and kind of do be judicious about, about our schedule. And so, um, and that's one reason we're playing Bosco tech as well. Our, uh, um, we don't think that's a game we're going to get beat up in. They, they have a new coaching staff and I think they're trying to build something over there, but uh, a good game coming off our bye week before kind of our, our critical games at the end of the year.
2: No, that's a uh, very intelligent scheduling there, uh, Coach Carson. Um, I, wh- okay, real quick while it's on my mind, why on earth is science camp during football season every year? Could someone explain this to me? Why, could we get in basketball or, I mean, why during football season?
0: Um, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, you like, I think you like traveling in the fall. One of our uh, groups goes to Arizona. And if you were to wait till the winter, it could be kind of cold out at the Grand Canyon and all that. And, and uh, so forth. And so try to do it while the weather's still nice. Cause a lot of it is outdoors. And so um, that's probably the main reason. And you know um it's actually not the end of the world it kind of gives our guys a a little break bodies recover a little bit and and then they come back ready to go but right as the football coach if i had my druthers i would say yeah let's do it during you know how about december (laughs) and so yeah but uh that's funny it is what it is. I got to kind of just
2: roll it. I remember we used to try to play a game after no practice all week. And, you know, you're in the mountains, you know, at yeah. no care or wherever. And sure, it sounds like, oh, yeah, nope, just go play a game. But no, I mean, we had a game where uh, we were super sick. Remember the, the throat? Yeah, we were all sick playing Grace Brethren as JVs. That's yeah. Mark. Do you remember this? That is when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember without, it you have me yeah, without me telling it yeah you, you know i was quarterback he said uh we're gonna do a quick kick matt just shotgun hike it matt punt it and it yeah. sounds easy enough i could do that and i kicked the ball about two yards maybe it went <laughs> even backwards and i think your your famous last words were that's the last time i ever call something that we've never practiced before
0: right and i learned from that i, I think at least it didn't get blocked yeah. um i think that was your main concern don't get it blocked but it didn't go anywhere so yeah it turns out we would have been better just running a play but um <laughs> yeah coaching lesson learned if we haven't practiced it we're not doing it so um, you'd think it makes i
2: mean you'd think that yeah. would make sense right but yeah yeah hey, what's the big deal go go punt the ball yeah, I mean, a I kick. Just punt the
0: ball. be an athlete go punt it <laughs> but
2: yeah <laughs> I, think, I think i saw someone coming and so i like sh- i like shorted my leg and i barely yeah. like, got it oh it was so embarrassing. Oh, that was a
0: nightmare though and it was hot out there and it was yeah you guys are all sick throwing up and it was just it was just a mess
2: we all got like food poisoning at a chilies and like flagstaff or something and then uh yeah we tried to play a football game we won we won we kept the street alive.
0: The yeah not the dub, but yeah it's and it's you know you're not um, yeah the physical part and then there's mentally you're just not you know it takes a lot to kind of gear up for a game and just to sh- football's not a sport you can just show up and play no uh,
2: you know, no 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 kind of, needs yeah. preparation physical uh physical and it's good to have a rest too there like i said i it's good to just have the bye week and then come back yeah. strong, rest of the body. Okay, so then we go into league play after the Bosco Tech game. I mean, man, you'll, you'll be home early on a Saturday night uh, after a, hopefully a victory there against Bosco. But uh, So October is really when the schedule, uh, I wouldn't say means something, but it does. It means more because it's league play with only one playoff spot. Uh, we're on the gauntlet here just kind of week 7 through 10. Uh, Campbell Hall home, Brentwood away. And then Rancho Christian home, a non-league game there. And then you end the season against viewpoint home. So three out of the four home, three out of the four are league games. Uh, where did Rancho Christian come into the mix and and what are your thoughts about the whole league play there?
0: Yeah. So we, uh, we played um, viewpoint last year. That was the only team we played. Um, it was kind of a cop thing that was cobbled together late when, when we were told, you know, you can play some games and, and so we were able to get Polly, and then um, we wanted to play for sure. And then two more games, Trinity and, and Viewpoint, uh, did very well against them. Uh, but I don't think you can take a lot from that because, you know, um, no one had their normal full prep. Um, even though we're on the same – you know, we both had the same amount of prep and same amount of time. But uh, our guys were kind of itching to play, and, and I think uh, we kind of took it to them. But uh, Viewpoint, I think, will be solid. Um, Brentwood is probably going to be the big game, especially on the road. Um, as far as as that's what we think early on, at least. Again, you can't really know until about your month in, but that'll that'll be the game that determines league championship. And then um, Rancho's Rancho's going to be a tough game, and um, you see their schedule. They got a, a pretty loaded schedule. We're one of them, and um, and they'll probably be looking at that game as a as a as a way to boost their playoff resume and so forth and so. Um, that'll be a good game. No, never played them before, but uh, we think it'll be a really good game. And then um, we finish with um, oh, viewpoint. we finish with viewpoint, camel halls first, right? Yeah, yeah. and we finish with viewpoint at home. And so we think it sets up nice for us. Um, the key will be, you know, staying healthy. and um, I think if we can do that we'll be in good shape to to. Hopefully um, get that playoff spot and then we'll see where we land. As you know, the CIF playoff um, divisions don't come out until I guess midway through the year, half or, or the end of the year. So you will know where you're at. So we don't Wait know a what minute, division man. we're in. Are you kidding yeah, me? No, that's how it is. So it's, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it. it's, it, this is a new thing for everybody. And so it's supposed to be your power ranking for this season, nothing to do with the past two years or anything. And so we have no idea the only thing we could base it on was 2019 they ran a simulation of where you would have been and we would have been division seven based on who we played and our record um and so we don't know like is it better to lose games you know is it like you know we don't know what it, no. what it means mm-hmm. and so it, it's just crazy and that they say nice. still enrollment has zero factor. And, and ready to get placed, which we think for the sport of football is nuts for basketball any other sport it doesn't matter but but football when when you know we're shooting up 23 guys and you play a team that suits up 70 rotating in different you know offensive lines defensive line it matters and so everything is crazy but we'll see we'll yeah. see how it goes it sounds <laughs> like
2: sounds like a good way to get somebody hurt honestly um cif you don't have to say in comments I, I will say the cif is just out of control that's ridiculous um i just for just so people are aware Uh, so. There's 13 divisions in football and four. Oh, there are 14. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So spread it out a little bit. Uh, and you guys, th- and your enrollment is less than hundred.
0: Yep.
2: Less than hundred. And you're going to put a school like that in division seven uh, because they, because they win games. It's r- is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Anyway, uh, I'll move on from that, but good luck to you, Mark. Good luck to you. <laughs> Maybe you can have commissioner why got on sometime and uh, have him explain it oh that'd be fun i could hammer him that'd be fun uh yeah yeah (laughs) i mean the thing that we try argument we try to use is like you want to do
0: it in wrestling they don't do it in boxing you can be a really good lightweight fighter okay but you're not going to go against the heavyweight right and it's kind of a similar thing right yeah okay we do really well but but there's certain physical aspects of the game where the size number of players and the size of the players kind of matters and so yeah and and we could go hang with these schools that we do but but to try to put it together, a four-week thing and a playoff run is is next to impossible. And you see all these small schools, maybe um, they dropped an eight-man or dropped the sport. And it's like, guys, your CIF is literally
2: killing the sport at small schools. So they're trying. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. And then you get by having this format, you could potentially have very bad teams who are reward, rewarded and are bad football teams that are making a run in playoffs at Division thirteen and fourteen or, or, and such.
0: Yeah, I mean, you still got to qualify. So you still got to finish, you know, one, two or three in your league. Um, but that's what was happening. Not necessarily bad teams that season, but, but bad programs. And so a big public school who has a couple down years was getting placed in Division 13, 14. Interesting. And then all of a sudden they have a good year, they make a run, and then they're in the same playoffs as us. Or, or you know, when, when programs with 3,000 kids are winning Division 14, I don't think that's how it's supposed to work. But, no, no. Um, brutal. You know so we'll see. I mean we talk about it and complain about it a little bit, but as, when it comes to the day we just throw our hands up. There's nothing we could do. We just no, gotta, gotta, you go. gotta
2: you gotta so, look at it as an opportunity, Mark. You look right. at it as an opportunity for exposure to maybe slay a Goliath somewhere. Uh right. you know, yes try yeah, to be and, positive. And
0: it, I think it would, you know, last year was our first time we ever won a playoff game outside of for twenty nineteen outside of the CIS lowest division. And you know that was an accomplishment and, and um or actually twenty uh 18 we did that um and so which was cool and it's nice and it's nice feathering your cap and you feel nice you know uh feel good about that but there's nothing like making it run man like making it <sighs> run in the playoffs and so yeah and so uh we, we hope we can you know do that and i think this year's group we stay healthy we can um but you know some of it's out of our hands and so no. just,
2: yeah control what you can control man that's all you can do exactly. um well, on that note, Mark, let, let's talk about the roster. Um, you lost uh, some great seniors last year, as, as you often do. That's just the nature yep. of the beast here. Um, first off, let's talk about some big news from last week with arguably your best player, one of the best players in all of San Gabriel Valley, really. I'll let you uh, uh, talk about that here now.
0: Yeah, um, so our junior defensive line um, fullback, Brian McCullough received an uh, offer from Colorado, CU of uh, the Pac-12. Um, which is awesome for him and um, they had seen film and and uh, talked to us about him and, and so forth and um, obviously his transcripts are good and all that that all checked out um, size is measurables so check out right and um, they wanted to be the first to offer him and so um, they made it a point to you have him call them right and uh, make that offer and so we're very excited for Ryan um, it's great for him and great for the program. You know, um, not a lot of schools in the San Gabriel Valley have guys getting, getting Pac-12 offers. So, so it's, it's, it's really cool. And, and the guy's put in a ton of work. He's a great teammate, um, great leader. And so, and so we're excited for him.
2: Yeah. He's a great player. Uh, he's played uh, as a freshman. He as a sophomore this last year, not only had the game winning run on the two point conversion, but then also blocked the potentially game winning field goal. He's a, he's an all around yep. player and yeah, not too many guys get a big time offer like this before they even take a snap as a junior.
0: Right, right. So it's it's really cool, and um, outstanding. I think it'll set up well for him that, that he'll have a nice selection of schools um, when that time comes
2: to to where he's going to further his
0: education and, and go play college ball. So
2: yeah, hopefully really first cool. first of many offers here upcoming for him, right. uh, and they, right. that is big for the program. We've Rio's seen a lot of great uh, players and athletes. Uh, go through and, and so this is kind of unprecedented to have a uh, an offer this early we'll say
0: right right it is and um it, it, we're very happy for him and hope it's a uh, sign of things to come and i think it's just a sign to um those care youthly kids and other kids out there who who always say oh you know if i go to rio will i get offered and it's like oh here you go you know and it's and it's something that you know we can say um we have not had a lot of them you know but uh it's something we can say and so um yeah, it's great for Ryan, and, and it's great
2: for the program. Absolutely. Well, um, he, he's definitely uh, uh, your best player, I would say. You have some other talent around it. Now, now someone uh, like me is always interested in the quarterback position, of course. Jack Van Cleve has graduated, the, the three-year starter. So let's start right there. Who's, who are we looking at quarterback? Is it still uh, up in the air here, or who's going to be the quarterback for the Cares on Friday night?
0: Yeah, Jack was a two-year starter. Oh, two um, Yeah, he was tight end his sophomore year, actually. Oh, no. Uh, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And so um, our uh, Damien Diaz, our senior, is starting. Um, it's it's kind of come down to a two, two-man battle between him and a sophomore, Armando Carbajal. And uh, they both are great players. Um, both have strengths. Both have, you know, weaknesses. Um, and, and we think we can't go wrong with either one, but we're going with the senior to start. Um, but definitely Armando will get reps. And um, and, and we like it because it kind of puts, puts pressure on both guys, to keep working. And so um, we're happy where we're at though, with that. And, and the offense has been looking good and um, we're still, you know, going to be a, a run oriented offense that hasn't changed. Um, even when we had a guy who could sling it like Jack uh, has the last two years, but um, we're, we're still going to be run, run oriented offense. And that's, that's, you know, we think our strength is our O-line and then our, our two guys in the backfield, um, McCullough, who have already mentioned, and of course our returner Jonathan Guerrero, who, who, you know, is a phenomenal player, mm-hmm. um, averaging like 10-plus yards to carry, you know, just <laughs> in his career. It's just he's, and he's only gotten better. And so um, we're looking forward to unleashing those guys um, next week or Friday and, and as the season progresses.
2: Yeah, McCullough and uh, Guerrero standing next to each other is pretty pretty funny to see. You know, one guy's yeah. super tall, one guy's really short. And uh, Guerrero, pound for pound, man, uh, one of the best football players I've ever seen. And and yeah, uh, he's back for his senior year, hungry and ready to go. Um, just a speedster. I don't know how he does it, Mark. I, I say it every time. He runs between the tackles. He he breaks it outside. He he does it all, man. He's a complete back, uh, even though he's yep. you know five foot five or whatever he is
0: yeah yeah five foot five one forty five maybe one fifty you know he's bulked up a little bit, but um definitely the complete back uh he'll block, executes his fakes, and catch the ball, and of course everyone sees what he does with the ball in his hands um, and, and it just goes goes to the point we've talked about I think before about football if if it's for all shapes and sizes mm. right, and if you're willing to go out there and mix it up and um put it on the line for your teammates, and you're going to, you can contribute. You can be big, you can be small, you can be fat, you can be skinny. Um, It's all about just that really what's inside of you. And, and if you're going to go out there and um, let it rip and and not be afraid and play tough, then, then you can contribute on the football field. And that's kind of the essence of RHP, right? We get all shapes and sizes and and might not always look like the prototypical team, but um, uh, we'll get it done,
2: you know, with those guys. And so it's,
0: they're, they're like an extreme example of that.
2: No, definitely. Uh, Definitely. Great.
0: Both awesome football players.
2: Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the running attack will will be alive and well, I'm sure, but I can't do it without the guys up front. You mentioned them. Uh, Talk to me about the offensive and defensive line. Uh, It's it's quite often the same guys at Rio, but uh, it's all about depth and health. So uh, what can you tell me about your guys up front?
0: Yeah. So um, senior dominated line as well. Paul Lena, Royal young Jaden Sanchez, um uh, ray montez those four and then our, and then our tight end uh, or the fifth guy will probably be colby johnson with his brother playing tight end on the line calvin right next to him and so um and then we have a couple of guys waiting in the wings to rotate uh man but th- those five six guys will be our main guys and and pretty much all of them are playing both ways and so um you know we got to train for endurance uh at rio just like you do for um like if you're a a I don't know a soccer player, cross country tra- player, you got to train for endurance as well as the agility and the explosiveness that's necessary for the sport. So those guys are gonna be really tested. They're probably gonna go home Friday nights exhausted, wake up Saturday mornings very sore, but um, uh, we can relate with that and uh, they're gonna be okay and, and they're ready for it.
2: Outstanding. Yeah, see, I like the the senior uh, senior driven group there. As you mentioned, right. uh, that's important. A few years ago, you had a really good, good uh, offensive line, defensive line too. But uh, very senior, senior driven. So uh, that's yeah. good to know. A lot of those names have played a lot of snaps for you uh, up front right. over the years.
0: Right, right. And so they're they're seasoned. They're ready to go. Um, and it, I think it's they're taking it as hey, it's our time. We want to
2: well, to show everybody what they can do. Oh, big time. Well, well we are excited uh, for that. And uh, what about the kicking game? I mean, it's Rio always seems to excel in that, whether it's punts or, or field goals, uh, you know, it's kind of the lost art, right? Teams yeah. put it aside, but special forces are important here. Uh, how's, how we look in there?
0: We're, we're solid. Um, we're solid. We don't have the, the boomers. Maybe we've had in the past, um, who can put it in end the zone every time, which is always nice. And so we gotta be, you know, we gotta be a little more creative with that and be smart where we're kicking the ball off. Um, but well, we're solid there, and, and yeah, special teams are always uh, placed um, in a high priority at Rio. Um, I think it's one in six plays are kick are are part of the kicking game, and so when you think about it that way, um, it's wow. it's something that you know you gotta uh, put time into. And so we want to make our returns dangerous. Um, we want teams to be afraid to kick off to us and um, and punt to us. And then our coverage coverage teams and all that uh, we want to be solid and and make sure we're we're buttoned down there and and not giving up any big plays.
2: Oh, absolutely. The kicking game is important in the sense of you know it's either uh, it either controls field position or it leads to big explosive plays. So it's usually one or the other. uh, So you better be solid there. Uh, So that's that's really important. I mean, everything. It's not just kicking. It's the snapping. It's the holding. It's uh, the containing. It's all the little things that I think Rio uh, definitely takes tries to take advantage of whereas other schools kind of take those those snaps off it seems like at times yeah yeah uh, i think so uh what was i gonna add oh mark so i know you you you're very um i don't know how to say it. you're you're very strategic you always have a, a kind of a theme for your season maybe it's maybe there's carryover but what is your theme for this season with this group of guys
0: so uh it's three words uh b btd is a initials and that stands for brotherhood Toughness and discipline, and um, three things that I think are cornerstones, if you will, of the RHP football. And that um, with this group in particular, I think was important to emphasize um, brotherhood and that they're going to have to play very hard for each other. And um, knowing that we don't have a lot of depth, um, toughness kind of goes into that as well. And then just the discipline was something with this group we thought we needed to work on. Um, and so we, we, we threw that in, but it's always been a, a pillar of RHP football, discipline disciplined football. And so um, we thought coming off, it, it was partly because of the COVID mini season. We were a little sloppy in, in things. And so uh, we wanted to focus on that with this group. And so pretty much anything you talk about in life or anything you can tie into one of those three words. And so um, yeah. it's something that, that we use when we're talking to our guys, pre-practice or in meetings, would kind of tie everything
2: in. I love it, man. That's uh, that's great. You always have something something good and short, short and simple is always quality. Guys can remember it, carry it with them in, in everything they yeah. do. So uh, just uh, more of the proud RHP tradition. Try not to do more than three because anything more than that, you know, there's I know. So. I, I, I'm not even a high school kid anymore. I can't deal with more than three things. That's, uh, <laughs> that's absolutely yeah. right. Anyway, uh, keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. Okay. There it is. The three more words. Uh, but, uh, uh, Mark, I know you guys are excited. I mean, real quick with, with the season not happening last year. Um, what, what without getting too much into it, what what are the policies this year is testing required for players or coaches or anything like that happening at the high school level this year?
0: Um, no, as of right now. Yeah. So, um, We'll see what changes. Um, you know, we we think we trust kind of our families mm. um, and and their kids to know what's right to do. And so, um, because requiring a vaccine or no, I think I think most of our kids have had it, but we aren't mandating it because um, we think that's a private issue and they should be able to decide on their own. Um, and facts are, um, kids don't die from COVID. And so um, I think of the 300 deaths nationwide of young people, which is not good of any anything, right? But they've all had they all had pre-existing conditions and so forth, but that is such a small minuscule percentage. Um, to keep kids from playing for, for something like that, that's you know not dangerous at all to them. It's just in our view, this is silly. And um, um you compare that to maybe the suicide numbers are in the same time and it's not mm. even close. Yeah. And, and that's inflicted by us as the adults um kind of causing that and so um we want to make sure we're smart about it we got to be respectful you know of of people who you know so if you want to wear a mask hey you can wear a mask and we're not going to say anything and all that but but um right now that's where we're at so um and outdoors i think it's it's every bit of bit of, bit of evidence is pointed to outdoors being completely safe and um you don't have to worry about that
2: no that that's what very well said uh you know, parents, uh, res- responsibility for their kids are in great hands. And I think the students are in great hands with the, the administration and coaches here at Rio Hondo prep as well. So, uh, it uh, sounds like you guys are, uh, gearing up and ready to go excited for this whole thing. Um, man, that's, uh, it's good to hear. Good to hear football is back, uh, yeah. fall time here. I mean, it, this is great. So, uh, Yeah, I was
0: excited to see, you know, you're on social media or you see, um, Last week, we didn't play right, but just everyone was going, and stands were full, kids were playing, it was great, and so um, as football fans, right, not just uh, fans of of RHP, but football fans in general, we love seeing that, and college football is about to kick off, NFL, and it just uh, gives you a sense of normalcy, and I think it's been a long time coming, you know, so.
2: Absolutely, man. very happy about all that the friday night lights and for those who have not gotten out to a game at uh care park it's a few few miles from from campus from rio hondo it's actually closer towards the east where a lot of members are from care youth league so that's nice yeah. but a great venue great setting especially with the sun setting and the the uh, santa fe dam right yeah. there and i mean great place to watch a high school football game even if you're not affiliated with uh, the school so uh this friday night mark against pasadena Pauli, care park seven, seven o'clock. o'clock seven o'clock yeah. Yeah. Get there early, uh, sports fans, and and Mark. In closing, I mean, you're you're ready, uh, not just for this season, but as I mentioned earlier, having you on weekly, a quick little. I, I like I like the fact that we're going to talk Mondays, not you know Saturday, if it's a tough loss or there's a bad call by a referee or something. You get a yeah. little while to cool down,
0: yeah. right. yeah it's a little cool off time and uh i appreciate that time to digest what just happened and and prepare for next week so
2: (laughs) absolutely man well well mark you and i go go back a ways and had had a lot of visions for rhp football and things and i think this is kind of a uh an interesting way that we we kind of still can connect about the program and just talk rhp football man and, and build the program so you're doing a great job man i'm looking forward to this every week
0: I appreciate it, and appreciate you doing that uh, on our behalf. And um, yeah,
2: go real, go real, man. A charge to keep. Let's let's get it going, uh, guys. Everyone, you know, to, if you don't get a chance to go to the game or tune in on Facebook Live, uh, we're going to be talking RHB football weekly here on Mondays with Mark Carson. So uh, thanks again, Mark. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. Have a good week. Thanks again, Mark Carson, for joining me on the program today. Looking forward to chatting with him again next week after hopefully a real hondo victory, but we shall see. They got a very tough opponent in Pasadena Poly, who is looking to avenge last season's loss that occurred only a few months ago. Uh, but we will be back on Mondays with Mark Carson talking about uh, the game from Friday night against Pasadena Poly, And again, looking forward and previewing the upcoming game against Linfield Christian an away game down in Temecula Labor Day weekend against uh, head coach Deshaun Burns who has been on this program before we'll see if uh, he's available maybe to to chat with us uh, but we do have a special guest today that was not announced but uh, I wanted to make this happen and uh, he was gracious enough to to join us or to uh, agree to come on the program so today we're going to be joined briefly by head football coach of Pasadena Poly Chris Smoke. Yeah, he's coming on the program here, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the program, uh, his program, Pasadena Poly, as well as the rivalry between Poly and Rio. So uh, greatly appreciate uh, him taking the time out of his very busy schedule to uh, sit down with me for a few minutes. So uh, let's get right to it. First, we had on head coach Mark Carson, Real Honda Prep. Now let's get right to it and a brief conversation with head football coach Chris Smoke from Pasadena Poly. Okay. Right now I have the privilege of being joined by coach Chris smoke of Pasadena poly coach smoke. I know you're a very busy man. Thank you for uh, setting aside a few minutes for us here at the get home safe podcast to talk about the Rio versus poly upcoming game this Friday.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Matt. Uh, I've actually listened to your podcast on numerous occasions. Uh, oh, really? So I'm and I've, I, in the back of my mind. I was like, man, I'd really like to be on that podcast sometime when you're talking real hondo football. Uh, oh man. So thanks. Thanks so much for having me.
2: Oh, that I'm is awesome fan. to hear. You're a fan. <laughs> awesome. Oh man. i see people in this, this crazy world we live in, where no one can get along. We Rio and Polly people can get along. Nothing. You know, that's, that's great. Great to hear.
1: That's my goal. You know, I, I had, uh, uh, my, my oldest son actually played uh, in the care youth league and, uh, and my second son had his heart set to play on, uh, in the youth league as well. But then they, uh, they'd canceled the seventh and eighth grade team, uh, his year, so we're we're big fans of uh, the Care Youth League. We're big fans of Rio Hondo Prep Football. We we would love to see Rio Hondo uh, go nine and one every year. <laughs> <laughs> well said.
2: Well said. Absolutely no. And, and I wish you uh, nothing but luck. Uh, you know, in your season, of course, except Friday. All kidding aside, but uh, that that's awesome to hear. I, I've talked to Mark Carson a lot about you and uh, just the relationship you two have running these two programs. And I am just so happy that. Uh, someone like you is at the helm of the Pasadena Poly football program, because I think you understand the history, the rivalry here, and, and you and Mark obviously are, uh, I, I'll call you guys friends. I mean, uh, talk I to hope me about, so.
1: I would, yeah. I would, I would describe us as friends. So.
2: Yeah. Talk to me about the relationship with Mark and this, uh, this, this rivalry with Rio Hondo prep.
1: For sure. Uh, this is actually my 15th year at Poly. And uh, when I, when I first came, my first year, uh, Polly was coming off of a 2006 year where they won the league, um, and so I, I, in in my mind, I know uh, our previous head coach Brandon, who's also a very good friend of mine, was also a very good friend of Marks, um, described it as as that you know Rio was our our football rival. Rio was our football rival, and then I think um, for the next seven years, I was at Poly. Rio just kicked the crap out of us. Year year in and year out, and uh, it didn't seem to be much of a rivalry, even to the, the point where then I really started studying Rio. And looking back at all of the success the program had, had over the years.
2: Okay, sorry for that. brief uh, technical yeah. difficulties. Uh, OK, Chris, you were saying talking about the program.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, we'd spent a lot of years, um, not being very successful, uh, against Rio. And we had people in our community who thought that we should not be playing Rio anymore. Um, and when I became the head coach here, I said, this is exactly who, who we should be playing. They're like school. Um, it's a great natural rivalry. And actually, uh, when I took over as head coach, we, we based a lot of kind of where we wanted to go on Rio. Um, on what Rio does with their kids, what they do with their program and, and, and all the success that they have. So, um, we've been able to make it a little bit more competitive, certainly, I think over the last seven years. Um, and uh, it's always a game that I think is great for both communities because I think the kids play super hard on the field. Uh, and it's the game that they want to win more than any other game of the year. Um, but then they have the ability after the game to recognize we're all part of a bigger community and show mutual respect. And you're not going to have the cheap shots and uh, just the silliness that sometimes uh, has, has pushed yourself into high school football. So we love to play Rio. We always know it's going to be a really tough game. We always know it's going to be a competitive game. But I, I really love to play Rio because I, I really think that Rio Hondo does things the right way. They treat kids the right way. They treat families the right way. And they're always prepared and they're excellent football coaches and great kids. So we're, we're thrilled to be a part of a rivalry and to kind of have another school to do that with. So
2: oh, I think it's fantastic. And it's something that's kind of been lost, uh, lost art in, in high school sports with uh, these rivalries. And you're right. I think Rio uh, brings out the best in you guys and you guys yeah. bring the best out in Rio. You know, it's just that's how it should be. And maybe yeah. there's a little trash talk here and there, but you know, yes. overall it's just at the end of the game. Hey man, great, great game. Maybe, maybe we'll get you next time type of thing.
1: Absolutely. You know, I, one of my most favorite things is, uh, you know, with all the ups and downs of last year, uh, and we only got to play one game and it got postponed for two weeks and everything else, but was being able to play that game. And, uh, and it was ugly and it looked like two teams who, who who didn't have uh, a lot of other games going on, you know, going and, and, um, but after the game, you know, it's in my office. One of my very favorite pictures that I'll probably have forever is, is the, is the picture of both teams together, intertwined arms around each other after the game. And I think that really gets to what we're doing is that football is a vehicle to, you know, help, help young young boys become young men, um, and doing things the right way. And I know Mark feels that way. And, and, uh, you know, the whole dra- you know, Mark's whole family and, and Ken's whole family. And it's, it's just a great group of, 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 men, uh, and, and boys need that in their lives. And so I, I'm, I'm always thrilled with, uh, sharing success. So, you know, when, uh, uh, Ryan, uh, got his first offer, we were, you know, from Colorado, we're cheering right along with it. Like that's, that's great for everybody. Um, and we're real proud of them and, and real proud of the success that Rio's had as well.
2: Oh man. Well, uh, you know, like, like I said, uh, I, I kind of have this old bitterness towards Pauly a little bit because, uh, uh, w- back in my senior year, we went 11 man first time we, we had played right. poly and. Uh, in many years and they had had great success uh, in that year um, uh, or, or for a while there. In Oh two, we played them. They had uh, Ryan black was the best player on that team. Yep. And uh, we actually beat Paulie. We beat Paulie in the regular season. And then I was, it was, it was a bummer because Paulie went on to win the championship yeah, yep, and ended up yep. beating the team that beat us in the playoffs. So I was like, ah, but at the same time uh, in a weird way, you're like, okay, good for them. Good for the prep league.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's good for small school football uh when when Rio and and Polly are are good and competitive and that I think it's it's good for everybody
2: what do you make now you and Mark tried to keep this together a long time uh the the, yeah. the, the schools have had to go their separate ways in football uh, to different leagues I mean is that disappointing uh, I mean you're still going to play each other so so that's I think needs to continue but is it disappointing you guys are kind of going uh, opposite directions in league play
1: it, it is. And, and I, I, look at it as a, as a one year thing. And, and I'm, I'm very hopeful that next year that we're able to, you know, develop a small school league. And we've, we've talked for a long time, the small school coaches on, on, um, how we can stick together and support each other, uh, with numbers up and down and all the things going on. Um, and so I'm hoping it's a one year thing because that, that, uh, it's going to be a little bit weird playing Rio week, week two for us and their opening game this year. Um, I, I, would much prefer it being the last game of the year. Cause that's always something that you kind of shoot for and you, you put on the calendar and you circle it in red and, and, uh, but, uh, anything that we can do to, to continue to compete against each other and keep that relationship going to me is very, very important.
2: Oh, that's outstanding. Uh, speaking of uh, the, the season, Oprah, uh, who'd you guys play last week and then how'd it go?
1: Okay, we played uh, Savannah High School, which is uh, one of the Anaheim public schools uh, uh, down there. Um, and it, it was a good game, it was, it was a competitive game. We ended up winning 34 to 14. Um, but they were very, very, very big. Um, <laughs> you know, their offensive and defensive lines were. We're, with, with no exaggeration, you know, 260 to 325 pounds kids. So um, we had to kind of figure out how to contend with that and, and do our thing. But, you know, ever since, uh, I, I really have studied Rio Hondo football almost to a maniacal uh, level. And uh, Mark will tell you, I call, I call it the Rio Hondo voodoo. Um, I'm I'm most often referring to the offense, but defensively as well. Um, and so we, we try to kind of have our own voodoo. It's different than, uh, than Rio's voodoo for sure. But when teams, uh, play Rio or play a poly and, and it's not a year to year thing, it it is an advantage to us. Uh, and just like it's an advantage to Rio because people aren't used to, you know, seeing number 33 line up in the offensive tackle position. Um, and they're not used to a team really trying to hit the edges like we do. So, um, so there's some advantages to, uh, to doing what we do. Um, but all those advantages kind of go out the window in the in the real poly thing, because, because I think both teams have a really good idea of what the other is going to do. And it, and it just becomes kind of a chess match and, uh, and, a uh, a battle of wills, I guess, across the board. So, which is fun. That's how it should be.
2: Yeah. The real Hondo voodoo. That's uh, that's hilarious. I tell Mark all the time. you look at the real Hondo offense. I'm like, I don't know how it works. I I still, I don't mean I I understand it, but I don't understand how it is successful. It makes no sense. But to your point, it's something that other teams never see. So it's tough to prepare for in five days.
1: That's, that's, that's exactly right. And and it's, it's the little things, uh, with Rio, uh, you don't see a lot of two back offenses anymore. Um, you certainly don't see a lot of the shifts and the unbalance that Rio does. And, and I'm telling you, they, you know, those guys do a fantastic job of coaching their kids up on, on 8 million ways that they can down block and kick, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, uh, you, you know, when we first got here the first thing we noticed is the quick tosses that they do to hit the outside and how fast those hit and how great, great their kids were, uh, at, at, uh, at crack blocking. Um, and if you combine that in with just the little things, the, the, uh, the hard counts on, on PAT and field goal, you know, you, you which we do now also. So, uh, just, it's the little things trying to make you prepare for, uh, our rugby style. They, they make you prepare for, for so many things that you really gotta, uh, try to boil it down with what do they do best? Oh. Um, and, and then they flip it up on you. So, it's a lot of fun for as a coach um, because, you know, I think all of us are used to seeing just people line up with four or five wide and, and sling the ball all over.
2: Yeah. There's, there's kind of this old school feel to it uh, with just the, you know, the running game execution and everything. And then defensively, I mean, they, they run this three, three, five, you know, three, you don't see three down linemen uh, anymore, but it's, it, it fits their personnel well, because it's a lot of hybrid type of players, you know, and uh, you mentioned the, the line, the, the lines you faced last week, you know, you guys are going into a new league, very uh, public school heavy. Right. And so yes. football is all about depth and I don't know how many guys you suit up, but a lot of these public schools, being able to suit up more players means yeah. uh, guys are fresher, you know?
1: Certainly. Uh, certainly we got to try to be in tremendous shape and, 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 and it is, you know, that we have, I think 40, 40, about 40 kids, uh, who, who will suit up, you know, this week, uh, hopefully, um, because you get a couple kids out and, and, and you're in, in a mark, but I think that's, that's fairly common, uh, for small schools. Um, I know, you know, Rio's fighting that, that, I know that, uh, uh, Brentwood is fighting that. I know that Webb is fighting that. So a lot of those traditional prep league schools, um, it's something that we struggle with and the way that CIF is kind of, Made us move around. Um, it is not advantageous for any of us. And
2: okay, Coach smoke has moved into the library, so hopefully the technical <laughs> issues are are better now. We're, we're working our way back in to that Wi-Fi. Uh, no, I mean it was it was getting a little scrambled there, but yeah the 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 small school prep league type of teams uh, they they they've had their uh, disadvantages we'll say, and I'm just glad. And, 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 and I, I'm proud to say this, you know, Pasadena Poly is you, you guys have really, you've stayed, you've kept the commitment level. I think, whereas I'm not going to call it other schools specifically, but you guys have kept athletics important. You kept playing 11 man football. You, you stayed playing prep league football. And uh, so, uh, so much respect in that regard because other schools have kind of gone their other way. And you guys are, <laughs> You know, you guys aren't afraid to play local public schools either.
1: No, we're, we're trying, you know, I'll never forget um, in, in Rio uh, it was one of the CIF championship years and uh, they had scheduled Arcadia and uh, early in the year and beat Arcadia. And um, it was before I was the head coach and um, we just thought that was the greatest thing ever. You know, we, I, I think we even went to the game because we were playing so many Saturday games and stuff like that in the afternoon we had to go there. We were just like, we, you know, it was the first time I i, I was like, this is our arch rival that we want to beat more than anybody. And I'm so proud of them. I'm so <laughs> proud of them getting that chip because I think, uh, I think everybody got to have a, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder uh, to, to keep driving and, and be successful. And certainly... At a place like Polytechnic School, there's not a whole lot of places to find chips. We got it pretty good. Our kids have it pretty good. Um, So, but but it's easy in football to look at the kind of disrespect that sometimes we feel a Rio or a Poly gets of like, oh, they're just you know, small time, small school, Uh, and certainly we're not recruiting big kids or bringing in transfers every year or doing any of that stuff. But what we hope that we're doing and what I, what I know is happening at Rio is that we're, we're coaching them and loving them up and, 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 uh, and seeing that that pays dividends in the in the long run.
2: No. And, and I've, I've been around a lot of different football programs as an, a, a, a football official for many years. And, and so you see, what works, what doesn't work? You see the programs that truly do care and are trying to build character and and just teach the game the right way so it's it's so refreshing to see um, obviously, I have affiliation with rio, but but the poly program is in great hands, and uh, you've done a great job with them it, it, You had a nice little streak against Rio there for a while right each each yep. each school has its own little winning streaks against each other, which I know is uh, is important. Uh, Coach Smoke, where did you where did you get your coaching? How did you end up uh, at Pauly? What was kind of your coaching path?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I I attended Northern Michigan University uh, and played football. Um, my first year out, I was at uh, a school in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan called Ishpeming High School with uh, a bunch of kids who were um, uh, th- their their parents were literally miners and loggers. Um, so these are some tough tough kids um and uh, it was a great experience i went to a public school called petoskey high school in northern lower michigan um which is a bigger public school and coached there for 11 years Uh, had a great experience um and then uh, my wife and i got sick of the cold we didn't even know schools like poly existed we were both public school kids public school teachers all the way across the board um I grew up in a very different environment than Poly, So when I got here, I was, I thought it was like the Emerald city. I couldn't believe the class sizes. I couldn't believe uh, in Michigan. The only, the only private schools uh, in our time were, were the parochial schools. So this was a whole different ball game and, and uh, it, it was actually kind of uncomfortable for me um, of trying to learn it. I'm much more, I found out that that probably my upbringing would have made me much more likely to be at a Rio Hondo <laughs> than a Poly, um, but um, there's great kids and great families that really helped me to kind of uh, to kind of see uh, kids are kids, you know, um, rich kids, poor kids, in between kids, kids are kids, um, and when you treat them with respect, uh, you treat the families with respect and they know that you care about them and they know that you love them. Um, you can, they will do a tremendous amount, um, for the team and for the program. And so, you know, my, our, our philosophy is really based on the kid and, and hopefully getting them to buy into the team part of that and make it an experience that they can lean back on and say, that was tough. And we made it through, um, I wish I could say that winning wasn't important to me because at the core of my philosophy is that it's all about the preparation and doing the right thing. But I still got that, that dog in me uh, during games that, that uh, comes out and uh, (laughs) it makes it really, you know, a big deal. But I hope that that is not the center at the center of, of, of any, anything that we do as a program.
2: No, that's uh, outstanding stuff. Um, I, I got to ask you, it's weird playing Rio week, well, week two for you guys. Yeah. Um, is there anything you tell your players or prepare your players the 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 week of the Rio game, things you tell them or prepare them for differently than you would any other week?
1: Well, certainly. I mean, just from a strategic point of view, everything Rio does is, is very different um, than pretty much anybody else we play. So preparing for them offensively and defensively and the familiarity of years and years and years, uh, of competing. And certainly we changed some things offensively. Um, when I became the head coach, but, um, but I can tell you, you know, Dave and Ken and the whole, the whole coaching staff, they know exactly what we're going to do on Friday. And I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what they're going to do on Friday. Um, so then we talk to them about what, is, what about rivalries and going about it the best way and you fight like crazy, but we also talk about the respect, you know, we don't, we don't ever, and, and I won't mention names, but there've been times we've faced programs and, and that, that maybe we didn't have the kind of respect for. So with Rio, it all comes from a place of, of respect. And like I said, my, my eldest son, who's going to be a senior this year, played in the care youth league. Um, so we're really connected. Um, I feel like, like my family, especially is very connected to Rio. So, um, it's important for us to, to, to play the best we can and, and, to, but to also to conduct ourselves the right way.
2: Well, oh, coach, that's great stuff, but I, I mean, uh, come on, be honest with us. You had your, you had your kid in carry youth league, so you can sneak down there and watch a few practices
1: maybe <laughs> from time to time. Come on.
2: I, I see right through it. Coach smoke. Come on. You're not <laughs> going to would- fool
1: me. Strategically, that would be great, but uh, I have four kids, and, and getting them back and forth to Irwindale was not an easy is not an easy thing. And really, when I looked at tackle football at the middle school level, you start and, and you have kids, you start to ask yourself, who are the men that I want around my kids? Um, and those are the men I wanted around my kids because we don't have a middle school program, um, and I purposefully did not go to any practices. Uh, I purposefully just went to games and, and did recognize a lot of the stuff, but we, I mean, you know, over 15 years, I, I have more real film than, than, than probably anybody except for Ken and Mark. Um, and i probably <laughs> watch more real film than anybody other than maybe Ken and Mark. Uh, you know, I spend my Februarys and Marches sometimes just, just going through my real library and watching plays and, uh, and remembering you know whoever was number 29 that year or five and, and 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 recognizing that i'm excited to see you know uh you know who that next guy is is going to be for Rio, and, and we know you know jumping into this year we we know that there's some returning guys i already spoke about ryan but uh yeah. you talk about Gio, and you talk about uh, uh number five uh there uh jonathan guerrero jonathan thank you uh jonathan and they're 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 pretty special kids, um, and and that line coming back. So, so we're we're always very very aware of of try to be very very aware of what's going on at real.
2: It's very consistent. The the I mean the offense, nothing really changes. Just maybe the jersey numbers. I mean it's the same plays, the same kids. I mean okay, they got an undersized kid uh, doing spectacular things here. This guy, you know, playing multiple positions. Uh, so uh, anyway, I did get a question here from Mark Carson for you, uh, Coach. Smoke. Yeah. Uh, I recorded with him uh, earlier today. This will all be on one podcast. It'll be kind of fun. Um, But uh, very serious here. Mark Carson uh, said, do you have any questions for Coach Smoke? He said, yeah. Uh, What's their first play call? So uh, (laughs) right here on the podcast, I promise this will, Yeah, you know, it's just more than likely it'll be
1: rocket. Although, you know, we really thought last year, we thought, boy, we're really going to go in and we looked at some stuff and uh, we thought we were really going to get some stuff throwing the ball and they, they had watched our scrimmage and and really prepared. Like I know I, I should know by now that Mark will do uh, <laughs> whatever it is. We're just going to have to out execute them or they're going to have to out execute us because uh, I don't think there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, questions of, of what each team is going to do
2: no, Um, there's no real surprises. I mean, you could try to install something, but it it seems like both teams are always ready for each other.
1: Yeah. They'll power toss. They're going to, they're going to, uh, you know, hit us off tackle and then go wide and try to sneak some guys out of the backfield. They know we're going to be running man coverage. Um, it, and that's that, That's what's really fun. And it's really fun. Mark and I had the opportunity last year after the game because we made a video. I made a video for both sets of kids from Polly and from Rio. And and Mark and I actually went back and I recorded us calling the game. And it, it, it was just such a great experience. And and so, I love watching film with anybody who will nerd out with me and watch film. and And that was really special to me was Mark and I just sitting watching a game that we had just played and talking about the plays and everything else. So I'll, I'll re-listen to that three or four times this week too, to see if I can call anything. <laughs>
2: any, any forward. advantage. Man. Well, I got to say that the game at the Rose bowl last year was really awesome. Um, I, I was so glad you guys got to put that together. I would love to see it happen again in the future. I know this year's Me game too. is, is in Irwindale, but I mean, uh, what are the thoughts on playing in the Rose bowl and maybe seeing that again in the future?
1: Yeah, we have a pretty good connection at the Rose Bowl. Uh, one of our former coaches and current poly parent is the uh C, you know, I don't know what what he he runs the Rose Bowl. Um and and uh, we couldn't get it this year, but uh we were we were hopeful because we also have somebody with a connection to the Coliseum. We were we were really close on getting this game in the Coliseum and it didn't happen, but anything we can do and and Steve, our AD always asked me you know if we get these opportunities who what game do you want i'm like you already know you already know it's Rio, and he and and they asked me like well are you sure you want rio or do you want somebody who you're more likely to you know get the for sure win and for me that's the greatest thing i i I mean if we could play rio 10 times a year um i would do it because i just think it's two evenly matched teams two evenly matched programs and more importantly it's it's uh kids and a staff that that does things the right way or at least the right way in, in my perspective with kids
2: very well said god bless you for the for those yeah a lot of people oh, i'll schedule a, a cupcake and and you know roll over them that's no fun the rivalry no. being in a in a cool environment like the rose bowl the coliseum would be outstanding i hope we see that in the very near, near future uh a couple things to kind of wrap up here coach uh first of all if, if you had to sum up your your identity with the paul what is the pasadena P- poly Uh, identity, their foundation, what is it that uh, for people that don't know about the inside of the program, what is it that you promote on a daily basis with your team and kind of what, what your identity is?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, every email that, that I send every correspondence with the kid, every, with the kids and the parents and everything else. And I didn't come up with this. I stole it from Lou Holtz and I love it is do the right thing, give a hundred percent and love each other. And And we talk about those things at length and and they seem very coach speak. And and we talk about, does everybody do that? Those three things. And the answer inevitably is no, not everybody does those three things. And we talk about why not. And when you get down to it, those three things are hard. Um, And so it's being willing to do the hard things for something that is fundamentally right and bigger than yourself. So I think it all starts there it all starts there it all starts in being good students and coaches talk about it and it's great for podcasts or or newspapers and stuff like that but then are we doing that on the field are people in our community seeing us doing that and I think that's the start and I think that's really where we get the buy-in for a school like us and, and people allowing their kids to play football is that they feel like they're in hands of people who who care about them, who, who love them and who aren't afraid to say, Hey man, I love you, which is, is weird when you you go, well, that, that guy must be that's a typical, he's got yellow glasses and long hair and, and uh, he's talking about love. What kind of football coach is this? Uh, but it's, it's something we really believe in and our staff believes in and our community believes in. So um, we're going to do that. And um, like I say all the time, I, I, I hope at Polly and, and at Rio, people go, yeah, those might be 180 pound kids or 170, you know, 65 pound guard. Uh, but that 165 pound guard from Rio is going to hit you with all 165 pounds every time. He's going to get up every time. You might play a kid from a different school who's 250 pounds, but only hits you with 125 pounds and who isn't going to get up every time i've showed over and over there was a play in last year's game where we had a break a a, a break that i thought was going to score on a power and jonathan guerrero got knocked down on the play and jonathan guerrero got back up from the opposite side of the field and chased that play down and and was a part of saving a touchdown and we talked about we want people when they see your film to point you out like we are Jonathan right now. And that's what we, that's what we know we're going to get with Rio. And that's what we hope people know. They're always going to get from Polly. Mm.
2: No, very well said. I, I, every poly team I've ever watched, there's never a question that they are not playing hard and that they are playing smart. And, and so that kind of is, is a constant in the program. And I know uh, you continue to do a good job uh, with that. Um, I, I think if people were honest and they looked at rivalries in the San Gabriel Valley, I think Pasadena Poly versus Rio Honda Prep is one of the best rivalries in Southern California. I wish, uh, and San Gabriel Valley, I wish other people kind of, uh, you know, bought into it, came out and watched it a time or two to see. Um, yeah. But your final thoughts on you kind of went into it there, but just your final remarks on the rivalry that is Rio versus Poly.
1: It's it it's it's you know when I look at scheduling, it is the most important thing for us to schedule every year um, because I think it's important on a million levels for, for this particular game, you know, it's a different, always a different cast of kids, but it's always real Polly. And, and uh, I hope that, that uh, I, both teams come out and, and execute their very best and, and get after it and we'll let the, the cards fall where they may. Uh, but I can guarantee one thing after the game that you both communities are going to shake hands. Like, and I know this is an antiquated statement, going to shake hands like men and show respect for each other. And, uh, and we're all going to be better for having played this game. Mm.
2: Very well said. I couldn't have said it better myself. Coach smoke. This has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I mean, this is all serious. we got to have you back on to do one of our long form interviews to talk about, uh, your program, your coaching, and everything—I mean, that would be an absolute blast. So, uh, hope, hopefully, we can do that in the near future.
1: Matthew, for over a year, I've been uh, listening and wanting to come on, but I thought that seemed very forward of me to call up, get a hold of Matthew, and say, "Hey, have me on." I did mention it to Mark at one point, like, "Hey, if you ever, you know, want some poly perspective, I'd love to come on." Um, so, anytime, anytime. Okay. I really enjoy you. I really enjoy. Uh, the friendships and the relationships at, at Rio. And I really enjoyed the rivalry. So thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to talk.
2: Oh man. Absolutely. Uh, anytime. And uh, Hey, good luck. Uh, after Friday, good luck. The rest after of the season. Friday. There you after go. Friday, you know what I Let's mean? Keep so
1: real. Let's keep it real.
2: Come on. Yeah. This has been fun building up the game this week. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. I don't think it's going to be eight to seven this year. I could be wrong, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. We'll see. It's a, you, you never know. That's the great thing about this game is you just never know.
2: Never know. All righty. Well, uh, Rio, Rio and Polly fans, you know where the game is Friday night, seven o'clock care park in Irwindale. Thanks again, coach smoke. Thank you, man. Well, all I can say is, wow, I'm, I'm so fired up right now. I wish I could be at this game on Friday night. I'm so jacked up and ready to go. Uh real hondo prep versus Pasadena Poly. cannot wait. Uh, I'll try to watch it on Facebook or huddle maybe afterwards and try to hide the notification. So I don't uh, know the score and try to watch it uh, with uh, interest. Like I don't know what happened, but a big thank you to head coach, Mark Carson from Rio Hondo prep. And of course, head coach, Chris smoke from Pasadena poly. We are definitely going to have him back on the program here down the road to talk some football, talk about his program and just his coaching journey at great length. Uh, Very awesome to to hear that. He's a a listener of the program, man. You just never know this running. This podcast has been great and just so, so awesome. So I I can't thank everybody enough who continues to support the get home safe podcast, the official uh, official show, we'll say of uh, real Hondo prep football and uh, building up the the game this Friday against Pasadena Poly. Hope everyone will tune in, whether it's on social media or if you can get out to the game. Uh, man, it's going to be a great contest indeed, like it usually is. So best, I'll say best of luck to both schools. I can say that, I guess, you know, in all, in all seriousness. So uh, Coach Smoke was, was excellent. He and I had never talked before, and uh, that was really, really a lot of fun. So, guys, I- I'm ready for the week. Uh, you know, Wednesday and Friday we'll have shows as well, but it's going to be tough to top this one uh wednesday of course is bill Barnes he's here weekly and friday we're going to be joined by rod bazuzzi a real hondo prep alum and uh, current huntington beach police officer so be sure to tune into that on friday uh you know maybe as a build-up for the game friday night at care park in, in irwindale between pasadena poly and real hondo prep one of the best rivalries in all of southern california hope you guys enjoyed that as much as i did in putting it out there and, uh, yeah, guys, uh, thank you so much for the support, you know, where to follow us, but let me repeat as always, there's a uh, many places to follow the get home safe podcast. You can listen to us on pretty much any platform. And then we have this YouTube channel we've, we've been doing the past few months. Do me a favor. We would love it. If you guys subscribe to the podcast and, and uh, give us a like, like any video you can, if you, if you do like it, I'm not begging for, for likes, but if you like it, give us a like, uh, some comments are great. They're always appreciated. It helps our podcast grow and uh, keeps the exposure going. So hopefully uh, you guys have already done that, but if you haven't already, or if you're new to the podcast, welcome uh, to Get Home Safe. And I hope you will continue to join us with our uh, conversations and topics here. Mondays, uh, it's going to be for the next few weeks here with Mark Carson, recapping Friday's game and going, looking forward to the next game. Wednesdays, my good friend, Bill Barnes, a retired police officer. And on Fridays is a new guest with a long form interview. That's kind of the schedule and the plan for those who don't know. But uh, for those who've been, loyal listeners you know what to expect we're going to try to keep things uh, exciting here and, and loose and just uh, bring you good content on a weekly basis so i'm ready for the game let's kick this thing off uh hope everyone has a great rest of their week but guys as always no matter what you're doing whether you're out on the town or round in third base get home safe <laughs>